When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. 12 o'clock straight up on a live imaging Tuesday on Travis at Sliwa. It's a special day, as we know. It's a 40th birthday of somebody. But more importantly, right now at 12 o'clock, it is the Waba Grill Lunch Hour, Jack. Thanks to our friends Waba Grill and our friend Brian Bartolo, who always makes sure we're covered. And when I told him, Brian, it's my birthday, homeboy. I got to have my favorite lunch item in here. He didn't disappoint. Hold on, let me take a bite of this. The spicy boom boom sauce. Delicious. Boom boom bam! Is Delicious. that the, uh, the ribeye steak? Is that the chicken or is that the shrimp? I got chicken right here. Okay. The ribeye steak. Yeah, you I got, got the ribeye steak. Mm-hmm. I have not opened my box yet, Slee. And so let's see. So if you got chicken, you said out. We might have to share. Then it I'm smells gonna, great. Oh, I got I got the uh, ribeye steak myself. Oh, beautiful. And look at these. I heard there's dumplings. There's about. dumplings. Yeah, let's. Because Brian knows I love the dumplings over there at Waba Grill. Really, this could be the moment where things change for me because knowing oh. that these are like two biters that you can have in the car is a game changer. Waba Grill, oh yeah, there's no, there's no issue there too. Is that dumpling sauce? Waba Grill is all about giving you fresh grill-to-order menu items at a great value. Stop by today for a valuable and taco combo for only eight fifty nine. Grilled chicken mini bowl, their new Boom Boom Taco, and a drink for only eight fifty nine. Get yours today. Order ahead at WabaGrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. You got to get the spicy Boom Boom sauce. Boom, boom, bam! And right now, you want some, much like the office is getting fed today for my 40th birthday, you want to feed your office? You want to be the Waba Grill Workplace of the Week? Caller number 7 right now at 877-710-ESPN. You could win Waba Grill for your office, sucker. Do it right now. I just want to make an announcement. It's a good dumpling, right? That's a problem. The dumplings? Yes. I, I, that's the first time I've had the Waba Grill dumpling. I've always had the Boom Boom Tacos. Yep. There's a Waba Grill less than a five-minute drive from my house. That's probably happening. That's a problem. That because in the car as you head I'm down. Wherever I'm going, that is so good and so convenient. That's it's, it's You on. should buy, I like. I wish you hadn't introduced me to that. Buy, like, four or five of those. Open the glove compartment. Take everything out of the glove compartment. Just leave them in there. So call number seven right now, 877-710-ESPN. You can be the Waba Grill workplace of the week by winning lunch for your office, courtesy, courtesy of our friends at Waba Grill. What's the correct number of those in one? I told you I do the fiber. I've already on the had way home. three in Whoa. the in the yeah. since we've been you on ate the air. Three just now? Yes. Yeah, but it comes with something. Did you try a dumpling sleeve? I haven't tried. Do you swing them around? I want to get one of those. It comes with something, so I would do five or six of those with whatever else I'm doing. A little tray full of dumplings right there it doesn't even make. Hey, it the home. tortilla is pretty good too. Yeah, the tortilla and the taco. So they I have got, a very special blended one. tortilla of corn and flour at Waba Grill. Boom, boom, bam. I'll just fill right now as people eat. Please do. Yes. Meanwhile, don't Happy forget. Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. We've got a new we morning show. celebrate your birthday twice a week. 
Would you forget it twice a week like you forgot last year? Three times a week. Don't forget, we got a new morning show, Unsportsmanlike, with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty. He calls him CeCe. And Michelle Smallman, they call her Smalls. That is now morning 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 710 ESPN, part of the new fall season of 710. So be sure to start your day with Unsportsmanlike right here on 710. So what is the rest of I know you're staying here tonight. You're at the East Central. At the East Central. And then you and Cappy are doing a dinner tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, what else is on the agenda? That's pretty much it. Just fun That's and frivolity. It. we got a Sunday swagger unveiling tomorrow. Unveil their, uh, another new polo okay. tomorrow afternoon. So thanks to Sunday Swagger, Tequila Mandala, East Central, and Waba Grill for the 40th birthday yeah. celebration. There'll be a little Tequila Mandala coming out later. We got a bottle of the extra Anejo, the EA. Mm, that's well, his preference. Life-changing tequila. Pretty good. He's got some pizza Pretty coming good. in a little bit later, too. I, oh, I, I, when no, I went to make a pit stop, uh, pit stop, I ran into Tommy Lamb. A chairman of the Funny Games Department. Of the Funny Games Department. And I, we had a little heart-to-heart about him taking our pizza away. So he didn't did take he the start, pizza. He just spread out the food for the day. Did he start away. by saying, you don't get all the food, Trav? <laughs> basically. And you're like, okay. <laughs> that was basically his message. So, well, you just thought we'd you put your head down and you just started walking. You know, well, you can't have two things. You got the tacos. I don't know. I like the tacos. I like the dumplings. But, you know, the pizza, prime pizza. You turn me on we're to that. We're set up and right I, now. I would I See, just think about a piece of Trav, right when you're now. not gutless constantly, like uh-huh. you are. Here we go. People, Rat or gutless today? Both. both. People love you, and people will go the extra mile for you. Tommy goes the extra mile for me. In On a file somewhere, he is classified as, we are classified as GKB but work best friends. I knew that. Mm. I knew that. Who would be your work best friend? It used to be me, but now you're standing outside looking in. I am? Greg? Yeah, maybe corporate Greg for you. Yeah, Greg's fine. Jorge? Jorge, probably, because yeah, Jorge's a lot of the house. Yeah. Corporate Greg is a lot of texting house. between you, you and Jorge. You? you and Chris. Oh, see, it's, it's stinging. It's stinging. What's the damn asking a question? Just we're not as close as we once were. Yeah, Why we not? hang out at Hollywood Park. Me and Travis hang out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. Game. By the way, producer, so I can mention that now. I'll be there producer, Monday. Yeah, producer Jorge and producer right. Laura are going to be at Hollywood Park Casino for a Monday night football party. Be sure to go out there and press the flesh with them. HPC, Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, play. Monday night football, which will be Rams Bengals. And producer, watch the game with producer Jorge, producer Laura. Press the flesh. Maybe Laura will do a, a, a late night with Laura right there at HPC, a Monday edition. Two Monday what night games. On next Monday, too. Monday. There's yeah. two Monday night games again? There are. Oh. There's Eagles, Bucks. I guess I should know one. that. Yeah. Will Baker Mayfield win again? He's 2-0. and I love it. He's on The headband. He was awesome when he came in here. That was a terrible Rams team that was going nowhere, and at least for five weeks he made it reasonably fun is Baker someone who's like too good to have a team that's like completely tanking like I think he's he can win you just too many games because he's he is not good enough not bad enough yeah right he's that middle between he's not good enough to go where you want to go but he's not dreadful he's too good to be a backup yeah but he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback on a team that's going to win a bunch of games it used to be you 20 years ago that's a line from Carlito's way but but you, but it stung you when I said it I, I didn't know it. I was more curious than anything else. No, you're still a work. You're still a, you're still a friend. Am How I? can we be lovers if we can't be friends? I, if I, Michael I, Bogle I, get, I get the sense that we're not anymore. Wow. Okay, I'll, I'll do it from an outsider. You guys are definitely friends. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I definitely. We friends. used to be, and then he, you know he just did unsolicited attacks. I don't know what to say. Yeah, when, you've caused when you, them. When you I caused probably, them, oh. I've caused what? The unsolicited attacks. No, by definition, <laughs> Let's get to sports. Okay, what's going on? Is no, there Tuesday on. night football? Hold on. Unsolicited, by definition, <laughs> means that they were not provoked. Oh, this is the great group war. Lonnie Jordan up front singing this when he says, why can't we be friends, Travis? 
I thought we were. I didn't know. You First, you tried to tell me that I'm not welcome here anymore. Then what, what else did I get? I'm a rat. I'm gutless. What else? You're a liar. There's no text thread. Yeah. <laughs> there's no text thread. No, there's. A, I'm not part of it anymore. I removed myself. <laughs> Oh, no, I have that. That that text thread. Jorge, you probably still have it. I know. 2020 text Travis, thread. what we're all thinking right now. Oh, I, I hit, hit it, but it was a little tight. I'm going to eat my taco. We're, Lakers are only, what, 22 no, no, days no. away? You had, you had something. Yeah, Basically, what, the Rams are going to win 14 games, I think, not is 14, what you got to. But they're going to win nine, and they might win 10. Because what changed... The Seattle game changed everything. Okay. Winning that game was... And looking like they know what they're doing. W- winning that game was probably not in the cards, right? Before before we had seen them play, that felt like a game that they were going to lose. San Francisco's a game that they typically lose. Although, if, that's, if they don't allow that touchdown before halftime... I completely agree. There's a chance they win the game. I completely agree with that. Cincinnati on Monday night with Joe Burrow okay. was a game they probably lose. So no. you were looking at an 0-3 start. Now Burrow is maybe not even going to play. Yep. Even if he does, they're already off to an 0-2 start. The Rams look very, very competitive against the best team in the league, like you just said. They could have beat that Niners team. And what looked like a monster beginning of the season with Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Green Bay. All the first half. Green yep. Bay and Pittsburgh turned from – I don't know, to games that they probably should win. They're better than the Pittsburgh Steelers all of a sudden. The second half of that season, you get Seattle back here in L.A., Arizona again, Cleveland's terrible, Washington's not very good, New York, the Giants look terrible. All of a sudden, these games, that to get to eight at the beginning of the season, like you're gonna have, it's going to have to be so weird. It got weird in two weeks. Eight wins, nine wins, ten wins are probably the most likely result of this team after seeing. Matthew Stafford being healthy is the number one thing. That's the no- If he goes down, all bets are off. But mm-hmm. if he's healthy, this is an eight-win team at worst. Probably nine and ten's not out of the question. Eight. I, I, I think there's a little, and I think this is common, right? A little overreaction now. Now we're all kind of starting to lean towards the Rams, where, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the. I didn't think they'd do what they did in Seattle. I thought the 49er game, they were in it. That's all you can kind of ask for. That might be the class of the NFL. Not even just kind of in it by default. They were in it because they matched them. Which is which is completely. And and I don't know how many teams can do that against the Niners if they go up against San Francisco. Uh, certainly go look at week one, and Pittsburgh had no chance of doing it. Zero. But I, I, I'll use this example for it. I, I really think now I just want to see more. Can, can we wait two, three more weeks to really kind of know what this Rams team is? Because – it's easy to overreact to it, but we're overreacting for a reason. We're overreacting because Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl before, and the Rams been to another. Been to another. We're overreacting because Matthew Stafford was obviously part of that Super Bowl team, and maybe we quickly just started deciding, hey, Stafford's not the guy anymore. You know what? This guy's past his prime. Stafford's like, can I just be healthy and can give me a line? I think there's a little overreaction, and it's not an overreaction. Like, there's a lot of teams that are two and zero right now that you and I know there's a good chance they're going to be two and two in two more weeks. Mm-hmm. The one thing, Tampa, I, Washington. The one thing, Rams are the one organization that you're saying to yourself, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, can we just let a couple more weeks play out? I, for me, that's where I am. I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Rams play a couple more games. You're going to start getting tape on the Rams, what they do well, what they don't do well. You're going to start seeing a little bit more tape on what they've been successful at, what they've been ineffective in. 
I just want to see, and I think this is – it's very easy in the NFL, and again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Rams. I saw the schedule that you just went through. There's also a lot of teams right now that we don't think are going to be good that mm-hmm. might be better, and teams that we might think are better that maybe won't be as good. So I'm not sure we know the rest of the teams yet in the league as I well. I think the only three games on their schedule that something really weird would have to happen for them to win those games are Philadelphia, which is coming up in three weeks at SoFi, at Dallas on October 29th. They look terrific so far. And then San Francisco, up in San Francisco, the last game of the season. That could be different because they could have something locked up and everything else. But those are the three teams you say, yeah, something kind of unusual would have to happen. Literally every other game on their schedule, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Washington, New Orleans, New York. I'm not saying they're going to win all those games. They're obviously not. What you're saying is they're winnable They're winnable games. games. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in there go, yeah, we're going to have to catch a break. We're gonna, if the Rams play like they played against Seattle, if they play like they played against uh, San Francisco, those remaining 11 games, they're going to win seven of those. And, and, and they don't even have to be any better than they've been. Just be what you were in those first two weeks. You'll win seven of those games. Grab a game somewhere else, like grab one in Baltimore. Maybe yeah. something – now all of a sudden that nine becomes ten. Or it allows you to be instead of seven and four, you can be six and five in those games. Grab one of those different ones. And, okay, also – this Rams team right now might not be the Rams team that's playing at the end of the season. They could. You've been on that for a while. Don't you think go they're going to do it again? Don't you? I you think, think they're going to make a move? I think that they'll make a move, but I feel like they have to be very smart with their move. I think that they need to protect that first overall pick, or that not first overall, first, first round, round pick that they have. Because I think they need to take someone and of that caliber uh, this next draft. But I think they will be funky with their twos and threes, and you know, still kind of go all in and get someone who's maybe not the biggest fish out there again. Someone like Jonathan Taylor, who they could just could revolutionize his offense, and that could be different than who we see at the end of the year. The Rams, you ready? The Rams are going to make the playoffs. They are. They are. And I think it's interesting what you're talking about, Jonathan Taylor, because this is what they've done. Think, think about what they've done. Traded for Jalen Ramsey. Worked out great. Traded for Dante Fowler. Worked out really well. Traded for Odell Beckham Jr. Or signed Odell Beckham Jr. Worked out really well. Traded for Vaughn Miller. Worked out really well. And these are acquisitions that were made either in the offseason or during the season. They don't sit around and just say, hey, we'll see what happens. Well, the one caveat is all those moves, I think, were at a time when they knew who they were and what they thought they could potentially accomplish. That's part of the hesitation. I I don't think they're going to make a move in the next two weeks here. Maybe some of that has to also do with – can we get a little bit more film on who we are could exactly? Could be. The timeline, though, is weird, especially with Taylor specifically. Sure, you with could the, lose out on opportunity. The Chubb injury maybe makes that more likely. The Cam Akers situation where they're basically saying never again, yeah. that makes it a little more dicey. All it would take is one person to make a move ahead of you, like we didn't even get a chance to do it. And Les Dean is already, as Sean McTree talked about earlier, already in conversation with GMs around. Again, four camp makers, but maybe they're like, hey, do you have something for someone else? They, they're they in talks with people. All right, so I want to talk about the decisions that Chris interrupted me with. We'll do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's little, little afternoon, quarter afternoon, on a live imaging Tuesday with Travis and Sliwa. The Waba Grill lunch hour is on on a birthday celebration. Thank you to everybody. I will reply to everybody for all the great DMs, the tweets. My, my boy Casper Villa is doing a little bit of a bit in the circle of trust. Okay. He won't wish me happy birthday because he's annoyed with me because I didn't stay long enough on the golf classic. I was tired oh, yeah, and I was, I was very dehydrated. Oh, I heard all about it. I love Casper. One of the most talented guys. <laughs> the the visuals he does, the like the little spoofs, the Photoshop items he does for the show. So he's doing something where he's wishing everybody else a happy birthday, like a paragraph. Like in theory, he would write about me. Instead, it's bit. like, oh, he's a genuine human big bubble. Happy birthday, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and then he did one for Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers, which oh, we nice. will play some Righteous Brothers, of course. You know what song is the Righteous you've Brothers song. That lo- that no, that's You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Right. But the bit from Ghost is Unchained Melody. Oh, that's true. Oh, and Clinton Yates did text me today to wish me happy birthday. I still haven't replied that, but again, I'm a little behind. Yeah, you got a lot of love. Oh, Julian, <laughs> it's Morales' birthday. I should jump out of the cake for him. Stop. <laughs> no, not Julian. Clinton. Clinton's small enough to like he could pop out of a cake at a party. <laughs> I- I one time tried to do it, and I was too big for it. <laughs> you tried to get into the cake? Oh, there's John Ireland. John hasn't wished me happy birthday yet either. Yeah, have you? Mason had, and Ireland. Have you been face to face with him yet? I try not to be. You know, you, so that's well, on you will you. at one fifteen. Hey, Chris, it's about one fifteen. Does your birthday trump yacht rock, or do you no. do both together? Oh, yacht rock's going big okay. today. We might play yacht rock in the middle of segments, <laughs> just because it might actually help the show. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing if it's not funny? Well, it is funny, but it's just you. It's it's what it is. I, it's what it what, is. That's what I'm afraid of. All right, so Otani's back with the Angels next year. No, yeah, you're not. <laughs> now you're doing the other thing. Uh, okay, you're, are you really asking? No. You know what's funny? We have another great listener, Don Benson, part of the Benson crime family down in San Diego. Okay. Him and his wife, Lori, they're great people. But Don keeps posting like, the memories of the last time they made the playoffs, like in 2014. Yeah. It's like yeah, it, it kind of stings a little bit. It's I'm not a, a I'm not an Angels time. fan per se, but obviously I go to Angel games for work, and it's five minutes from my house. The fact that it's been that long, when you have the best player of baseball and now another one who's the other best player. This of is baseball. what the Angels have. They have a World Series. Twenty one years ago. Yeah, twenty one okay. years. They ago. have one. Yeah. Well, what the last time what you're talking about that the uh, they got time, swept in 2014, right? They did by the Royals. Yeah. They had 100 and something wins. Here's, whatever here's how much time has gone by since that happened to where we are right now. That season, Mike Trout was a rookie. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, wow. that was Mike Trout's rookie season. Now, Mike Trout has one of the worst contracts in baseball, and he is a declining, aging, injury-prone megastar who is not Still worth half of what he was then. That's how much that we've gone all the way from the beginning of a great player's career to towards the end of the prime of a great player's career. Yep. And it's accelerating that. That's how long it's been. And Angel Stadium is the same now as it was in 2014. Maybe worse. Maybe, yeah. Maybe worse. If you're in the outfield, 
I, I like being in the outfield because I don't feel like anything's going to like fall on me or anything. You know what I mean? Do you worry about that when you're at other places? Well, when that you, stadium's a little. It's just a little back. It's the it's Qualcomm. the terrace level where it feels like the roof is right on top of you. Well, because you, you can't see outside. Right. Or you can't see the ballpark. That's right. Way. You yeah. can see the parking lot, yeah. but you can't see the the field. And that didn't used to bother me, but now it does. It's a little claustrophobic. It, that's what it is. It's a little it, it, claustrophobic. It a little bit. Because like, Dodger Stadium has a low roof when you're in the concourses too, but you can see the field right. wherever you are in Dodger Stadium. A little bit. And the product on the field. Although in 2014, better. I was a smaller man. Maybe it's the added. The oh, added I was worried. Uh, you, you, I don't know, last time you went, but. Remember Qualcomm back in the days? I'm like, yeah, oh, this, Qualcomm. this is not good. Qualcomm, I, that was a tough ballpark to go to events. It was terrible for baseball. It was tolerable for football. Yeah, because you were hammered for football because well, you were tailgating all, football, all you morning. you don't want to be close to the field because you want to be a little higher yeah. so you can see everything that's going on. In baseball, you don't want to be a million miles The only pictures the I have at Qualcomm, I'm passed out for Chargers games. I would go to like two a year with my friends way back when. They're and fun. They're fun, but the tailgating, because it's late games, so you're tailgating at 9 a.m. for a 1 o'clock kickoff. We used to have... I was doing an internship back when it was Extra Sports 690. The might Oh, no, that was Extra Sports 690. right? Yeah. So this is before they had sold to L.A. and everything else. Steve Hartman and Philly Billy Warndell are doing a broadcast from Qualcomm. And you just hear Hartman saying, this is, I think their show was like noon to three, let's call it. First pitch is until seven. And it's 12.15 in the middle of July, and there's nobody in the parking lot but the show. And Hartman's just saying, does somebody want to explain to me why we're at Qualcomm Stadium at 12.15? If it was 105 outside, it was 130 on the floor. <laughs> the concrete. Good old, good old Qualcomm. Bet Hartman was just doing those remotes in the parking lot again. I would have bet you my car that that comment was coming. Well, I'm sorry. That's what I love about these guys. Over the years, that think that they're heavies, and they were. We were every radio station was popular, but then it all it comes, comes back it around. It comes around. It yeah. comes. All around. the people you see on the way up, Jack, Abs- you're going to be seeing them on the way uh, down. Hundred percent true. And remember that in life. It okay? is the best advice. The person you see up is the person you see on the way down. It's true. And that intern who you have no time for, there's a chance he's going to be your boss. At and when some they're point. and when they're it's a true. vice president of something, and they're waiting for when you need something, and they go, "Nope." Now, why don't we? Why don't we make a change there? You know that? Or, you know, they're not as fan-friendly as they once were. Or, or, you know what? They're not great for the business anymore. They're waiting for you, Jack. They're waiting for you. every time. It does. All right. Since you asked. Yeah. Otani. Oh, back to Otani? Yeah. I thought we did it already. No, we didn't even mention him. We talked about Trout in the playoffs. And then we ended up with Hartman in a parking lot. <laughs> it's, it's where it's we been, It's been great today how we've gone. We start somewhere we've, like we've had Hunter. A, we've had a very <laughs> circular, serpentine route. We can go back to Hunter. Did you, did you look no, it up on YouTube No, my favorite was Murder, no. She Wrote, still. That, that one led into WWF. I talked to somebody yesterday. Um, we'll just say somebody who knows things. No, knows people who knows things. Yep. Roger Lodge. Not Roger Lodge. Oh, okay. Not Roger Lodge. Is he in a parking lot? Oh, he is still. See, he's smart. He's, he's still under doing the those Halo occasionally. Yeah, he's still in those parking hats? lot remotes still. Under the Good hats? job, Roger. Um, did they think Otani's going back to the Angels? For what? More because, torture? Because of the injury. Will he pitch? That it's an easier place for him to just go hit. He doesn't have to change everything else in his life, and there'll be an out in the contract yeah. when he's healthy enough to pitch, yeah. and then he can take the But he won't pitch anymore for the Angels. Not Well, he's not going to pitch for anybody next year. Right. And he probably. I don't believe it. And I'll tell you why I don't believe it. I don't believe it because 
there will be many other franchises who are so much better than the Angels that will do anything he wants to accommodate him. But what if he doesn't want to uproot his life at this point? Like, look, I need to get healthy first, and then I'll go do this. But what does that have to do? You're going to uproot, even if he decides, I'm only going to sign. I'll sign a long-term deal, but I got a player option. I can get out whenever I want. That's all going to happen anyways. I mean, to put your faith in the Angels organization as in this is the organization that I can kind of get I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's not that I believe the Angels can help me. It's This is the best thing for me right now to not have to go restart this somewhere else with everything that's going to come along. Because even if he's not pitching, the expectations wherever he goes are going to be massive, even if it's just offensive expectations and the pressure and everything. And not that he seems averse to that. Yeah, I was going to say, I almost feel like. But I just look, I'm half of what I need to be, and I'm just going to sit tight for another year or two while I get this right, and then I'll jump. Because everybody thinks the Angels aren't going to do anything. I hope and- not. I hope that's wrong. But the person that told me that mm-hmm. knows things and knows people that really know things. We'll see. Uh, would you look at. Would you look at him any different? Very different. I would too. Very different. Look, I would anybody too. that chooses to stay there especially, is, t- is, is telling on themselves. Especially with how public. Well, they do it for the kids sometimes. You stay for the kids. Especially for say? how public he's been about. <laughs> the kids are very resilient. Much more resilient than you might think. They'll bounce back. No, look, if you choose to say on something that you know sucks, that tells me something about you. That Mike Trout didn't raise his hand once in the last 11 years and say, you guys ever going to be any good while well, I'm he here? he did once Otani kept doing it. Did and he? It was more pressure I, I, on him. It was, well, no, it was Otani said, I want to win. And then Trout goes, yeah, me too. That, that's that. what it was. <laughs> or yeah, that. It, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't him saying, yeah, yeah, you know what? He's right. I've been with, yeah, I'd like to win too. That's what it was. Again, I bring this up. Because I watched a clip of Jerry Krause talking about Jordan the other day. He was complimenting him shockingly. Jordan complimented Crumbs? No, no. Krause was complimenting Jordan on how he never asked for a player. He always, because he always believed he could win no matter who was on the team with him. Although he needed certain people, obviously. Sure. Everybody does. But the fact that he lived with an owner and a general manager saying, this is it. We don't want you here anymore. You can win 100 champions. Imagine a player today dealing with that. It's insane. With the media coverage, the 24-hour, it's just amazing what that Bulls team, not just Jordan, the entire team dealt with mentally. The league was so different that that you had the best player of all time. Yep. And you're like, okay, we're done at the end of this year. Right. We, we're not interested in this anymore. And you, they don't want Phil arguably the greatest coach nothing ever. about it. It, 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 it. That would never in a million years happen again. You just... Is there ever been a better sports nickname than Crumbs? Is is there anything <laughs> no, that was good. better than Crumbs Krause knowing what Jerry Krause looked like and how he lived his life and how Jordan loved to just torture people? Torture him. Just absolutely torture him. called him Crumbs? That's <laughs> unreal. That is just high-level Remember sass. those scenes but in you the know last what? dance when, with him? When Kobe demanded a trade, whether it was in jest or he was just trying to get attention, it, I respected him more at that moment because it showed you that he wasn't going to put up with it. He wanted to win. Fix right. it or else. And the fact that Trout never really did it, it, yeah. it just, it's just – He, but he again, still hasn't done it. He still hasn't done it. He's the, still willing to go out there. The Angels had to kind of kick the door open for him where they're hey, like, look, if hey, you, if, if you want, we'll consider Here's our it. cell phone. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe at the end of the year we can have a conversation. Dude. He's gutless. I got company. <laughs> no, no. I don't know if he's a bad guy. Oh, I'm a bad guy. Well, you're a rat. Gutless, bad guy, rat. Yeah. What else? 
No, that's it. Those that's were it. the that's the pillars. Those are like that's it's, it's the, the foundation it's of the, it. It's uh, the try the whatever it is. Have you been hanging out in the sales department? Because they're talking about pillars now all the time. And the four pillar pillars. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pillar talk. Like well, pillar talk. Yeah. Hey man, these are the four pillars of the station. All right, bro, go sell something. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. It's a. Uh, it's good to see you again. It's a great day. Fortieth birthday and lit on the same day. I don't know. If that, I still don't understand. The that. I don't know how that really happened. Really conspiring to kind of bring it all together for us. We haven't even gotten into the Tequila Mandala yet. Just Not wait. Yet. Wait till six forty-five. What that segment's going to sound like? <laughs> when is? When do you start? I don't know. Sooner than later? I don't know. The fact it's that big... he gets to stay across the street too. Well, thank you to East Central, of course. Beautiful East Central Hotel right across the street, oh, the Nixia Lounge. Up, I got to get an East Central hookup. Is it, do I talk to you about that or do I talk to Corporate Greg? No, that's I think a, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, you do. Next, you do. Yeah. Yes. Well, first of all, you have to ask Cappy because it's Cappy's endorsement. Then you got to go to the chairman of the Funny Games Department, Tommy Why Lamb. are you avoiding Cappy? Why Just do you talk avoid to Cappy? Cap. Is it because of San Diego stuff? <laughs> talk to Scott, <laughs> damn it. I didn't know I was. I didn't know that he was the gatekeeper to the hotels in downtown well, He's the LA. chair. He's like the, the mayor over there at East Central. Everybody Look, knows him. I will reach out to Cappy first because I need a place to stay you on say, Monday night. Here's the, you write the email, Dear Mr. Kaplan. <laughs> you got the feather song? Well, we'll do that next. I've come to you one time of need. <laughs> we could do it next. It's Travis Cap Sleep. is just petting a cat. <laughs> 710 ESPN. Well, I mean, most, most days. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And he writes, dear Casey. No, 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 different bit. Live Imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. Did you write the email? I, um, my friend Cappy, dear Cappy, took care of it. No, for it's me. the dear Godfather Mr. Kaplan. of the hotel. Dear Mr. Kaplan, I would like to stay at East Central how, on Monday. Exchange with Capstar. Can you read that from there, Slee? Yep. Come to you, Said, my I got you. Did you Travis ask him permission? Responds. Thank you, Mr. Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Kaplan has hooked me up. All set. Well, he hasn't. He no still needs to go there. to the person. Oh no. Although, you, actually, I think you, Kaplan you has direct action. Well, he has to approve it. But I think he can. He actually has the power to take care of it on his own. I have to go through a second channel. He's got me. I got you is what it says. You're Done. set, bro. Done. You actually don't even need. You just show up to the hotel and then <laughs> you show that, that text. And they say, oh, his phone number. a friend of oh, Mr. Kaplan. Happy room. Okay. The thing like, about, like they say, he's a friend of ours or he's he's a friend of mine. There's a difference between those two Well, when two you say things, he's a friend of ours, that means. You're in. Like, yeah. You're in the inside. But that means there's no getting out either. That's right. There's no we don't. There's no retirement from Once this. Once you're thing. in, like Tony said to right. what's his name who hung himself. Right. Yeah. There's no retirement from this. Thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Look at the split level in New York. <laughs> uh huh. A little two bedroom. I think you're gonna love it. That poor guy's kids shooting up in the bedroom, and Man. he wants to retire, and his wife's giving him grief. It was not. A oh good time my to be God. Here. Where is Pepe? Pepe texted me last night. He was one of the midnight texters. Oh, hit it right on Pepe. at midnight. But I miss, I, I miss Pepe. I got some Sunday swagger gear for him when he returns. Hopefully he's healing well. He's got to get ready. The season's almost upon us. Lakers basketball here on 710 ESPN. We are the home of your Lakers. You Coming ready, up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it, it's kind of funny when... The return of pregame sleep? The last, like, two Playoff weeks. Sleep? The last, like, two weeks, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get going here. Playoff sleep's not wait. eight months away. You were kind of like that, too, with the football season. 100%. 
But, Got a little bit closer. But there's a difference. I don't know if you feel the same way. The summer of Slee. The preseason of football is dreadful. Oh, no, that's true. It's just yeah. dreadful. Basketball, I, I mean, preseason basketball is dreadful, but I think you might like it. Yeah, but the fact that we actually started having games, you're okay as an outsider. I know it's different maybe. Being Not the, the preseason. The real games, but I'm But the all fact in. that there was football games on, you're like, it's coming. It just w- that it's Until coming. I had to go. Once like the... Hey, it's coming on Saturday. That's really cool. And then when Saturday came, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, who are these guys? What are they doing? I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this." That's part. Wait, Stetson Bennett is what? what this game, doesn't work at what all. What game was it? I told you I tuned in. It's halftime, and I just hear JB saying, "I think it was JB and Demarco," and he's like, 28 to nothing." <laughs> uh, that's Les not good. Sneed in the third game of the preseason when they were getting absolutely demolished by the, uh, I think it was the Broncos. Broncos. He's like, I hope nobody is watching this. He said that during the television broadcast. JB's such a that's classy awesome. guy. Texted me during the game on Sunday complimenting the imaging. That's JB. A lot of live updates on Sunday. A lot of live updates. Did you a notice? Ton. I did notice. Yeah. Okay, we're taking it to a next level. sleep at all? As we no? say in this company, GKB, RTFB. That means raise, raise the, the blinking bar. Yeah, and we did it on Sunday. You had Ooh. actualities. You had post-game McVeigh comments. So here's the you funny had calls thing about, from the game. So here's the funny thing, and I don't want to get into too much behind the curtains. I've always done that. There's just a bit of a different approach this year, and I don't want to get into it. We're not going to get into it on the air. There's a little different spin to it that's making people notice. Kaboom, exactly. So listen Sunday for live, or it's not live imaging. I call that real-time imaging. Real-time mm-hmm. imaging. Live is when I'm speaking to you live. Like today. Right. Like lit. Live, live imaging Tuesday. Sundays are real-time Sundays during the Rams game. It's a lot of it. Real-time imaging. And there's a little bit during Lakers playoffs. Lakers play so many games, we can't do it every night. But we do it uh, during the playoffs, we do it. Yeah, it's it it a lot of games. When's the first Laker preseason game? October 7th. Or ninth. Media day is on the second. Yeah, I think it's October. It's that soon. Wow. Yeah, it's all here, as somebody once said. This is the first time in a few years where it's like, let's get going. As opposed to, oh boy, here we go again. This is they got a good team. They're coming off of a good season with a great result. This there's a lot of familiar faces, familiar faces, and not a hey. I hope this guy can be just everybody. Just be yourself. Yeah, LeBron be what you've been for basically twenty plus years. Mm -hmm. AD was healthy at the end of the year. Austin Reeves has developed into a really nice NBA player. You've got a full cast of complimentary guys. Nothing weird needs to happen. I Just could play already well. see, and I know we don't know how it's going to shake out or anything like that, but last couple of years we were at media day, right? I could already see Gabe Vincent coming up. And it's one gaucho to another. And I really basically just get out of the way because I could just I'll see. I'll take that. You can have LeBron. I'll take Gabe Vincent. Right, I'll make I'll make that trade right now. If we can break down Sam's to go and the grad and McBurley's, we'll we'll get I after. I can see it. them saying, "Trav, we got to go to break." Guys, you know, not right now. You know what's deeply depressing is that all of my UCSB stuff is predates him by twenty years. He has no idea what I'm talking about. We can like the general culture of Isla Vista, like the streets. The, yeah, the actual <laughs> geography itself. But the places I used to go have been out of business for twenty five years. Long gone. Twenty five cent monster beers at McBurley's, the big ones. Oh my god! I could never cents. really finish one of those, frankly. When you're 19, 21, yeah, you can finish it. So last Wednesday when we left here, Cappy and I, was it Wednesday or Tuesday? It doesn't matter. I was so dehydrated because we had had all this salt product all day, a lot of pizza, a lot of just, there's just a lot of food, much like today. But, it, you know, our vending issues are happening here. And I had run out, because I bring my own beverages a lot of times, waters, alkaline water, electrolytes, whatever. 
There was nothing to the drink. So I was so dehydrated that Cappy and I stopped for a sushi at King's in Orange on our way back to Orange County. And I ordered some sort of beer. I forgot which beer it was. And I literally guzzled it. And Cappy goes, I never have seen you do that. You don't like beer that much. And I go, well, I like beer. I just don't drink it like that. I was so dehydrated. I had such a thirst that night. So you he thought He would have took down that 25-cent oh, beer I, like I would have drank that whole. I would have had two of them. They were this big. There was like a big gulp. And there were a quarter. Gulp. It was, what? It was terrific. Wednesday nights. That's how you had 25-cent monsters at McBurley's on Wednesday nights. And you'd go and have three or four of those and- then you'd go to whatever party was going on. Party, party, old party. Yeah. I know this is a different animal. It is a, it is a very different thing. And they especially still do in the $2 you call it. Remember that? I was like, what the hell? This isn't going to end. I told well. you the story where I lost my shoes one night because they had a thing called Countdown at this place at the Graduate. Yeah. And at eight o'clock, it was like you'd get a drink for three bucks. Mm-hmm. At nine o'clock, you'd get two drinks for three bucks. At 10 o'clock, you'd get three drinks from three bucks all the way till midnight. Till oh, that's getting, good. It was just yeah, cheaper. That's... The deeper into the night you went, the cheaper it would be. And you lost your shoes? I, I woke up and never found them. That's gone. where Bobby gets it from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He chooses not to, but they were Bobby gone. Does Bobby know that story? Because if Bobby doesn't know that story, how is he not yeah. bringing that up every time he forgets his shoes? I told my roommate, Rich Har, what up, Rich, that I thought I got sick in his car because I locked myself out of my apartment, so I got into his car. He's like, oh, my God. I said, I'll clean I'm it up. You I'm telling really that story. sorry. Yep. He goes down. He goes, there's nothing in my car. Yeah. I'm like, well, somebody else's somebody car. Weaves's car? Very unfortunate mess when they got down Oh, there. Was it Weaves's? It was not Weave. This was pre-Weave. Okay. We, the Weave, best is, Weave was two years after that. The best well, who's is Weave? <laughs> Weave was another roommate who we didn't get along with. Oh. Weave, Weave was the odd man out. Weave made a, tr- uh, a tactical error in – deciding to live with me and two of my teammates slash roommates that had known each other for four years and we've just needed a place and we had an extra room so we've we didn't fit in let's just leave it at that yeah i could only imagine because sometimes when i'm around travis's friends which is very rare he doesn't invite me around them much they do a lot of inside bits and so when i do inside bits with people and i'm in front of other people that don't know the bits i try to bring them in like I do on the radio. Yeah, yeah you look like you were pretty uncomfortable in my house. Bring them into the... <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? That you didn't. That you seemed very at ease. And well, that that's why you, I had to make conversation you, you, with other people. No, you Like the two walked, Jills. No, you walked in there like you owned the place. You had a good time. I did. Don't pretend that you were the odd man out. That's not true. Because I turned them into my own bits. No. Well, you do, and that's good. And I will pay you... You were very good at that. I'm a bit but, spinner. Uh, my my house is nothing but warm and welcoming and inviting, and I look forward to having you to celebrate your 40th birthday. Would love to find that out sometime. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, coming up in just a few minutes, The Dump, which is everything we haven't gotten to on the show, coming up, and Super Cross Talk with Mason Iowan. I'm going to go because this is my little break on the way here. Right. So thank you for all the birthday love, everybody involved. I appreciate it. I'm going to walk by Mason and Iowan and just see if they say happy birthday. See what happens? I think they don't. They just go, hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. Buzz the tower. Little flyby. The dump. With all that, everything on, they're like, yeah. Oh, what what do you know? Odd choice in wardrobe today. That's <laughs> next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When was the last time that you saw Freddie Freeman in person? Like, whether it was at Dodger Stadium or down yeah, in San Diego actually, or whatever. Actually, I, I got one for you. So there was a game last year that I went to. It was, remember, Taylor was there. It was against the Twins, the twins right. and the Correa and all that. So I went and kind of did the whole thing. Was going to go down the locker room after, listen to the postgame, all that stuff. When I was walking out, just the timing of when I was walking out, Freddie Freeman was walking out. And you said this before. I don't think people realize his frame, his size. By the way, Kershaw was massive. Humongous. Yeah. His legs were. I mean, you, his, Kershaw's probably 6'4, maybe 6'5. And thick. And, and thick. 
Two so, C's. So to answer your question, not only uh, did I see him, I was right next to him and got a chance to. The the, the reason I bring it up yep. is I don't know if anybody appreciates just how remarkable what happened last night actually is. Freddie Freeman stole his 20th base after Dave Roberts challenged, by the way, which was terrific that they challenged the call and uh, they got a right to get his 20th steal. But he's a 2020, uh, 20 home run, 20 steal guy. But that's the first uh, first baseman in Dodger history to ever do that. Freddie Freeman's like six foot five. He's got shoulders as wide as a house. He's not and, fast. And and he's not particularly fast. But I think part of it is the way he wears his uniform. He always wears long sleeves. Yep. He wears his pants kind of oddly high. And he doesn't look as big. Like you see Jason Hayward, you're like, that dude's oh, giant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you see Hayward and Freeman stand next to each other. And if anything, Freeman might be a little bigger. And to have a guy like that who's not a blazer, sure. he's kind of a, more of a tactical stolen base guy, 20 steals, never mind he's going to hit 340 and hit 25, 30 home runs. It's a remarkable accomplishment. It's a, uh, you've kind of said this to me a few different times. You're like, how does Mookie have 30 home runs? How does Mookie have 35 home runs? Whatever, right? That you look at Mookie. He's 5'9". When you look at Mookie, you think, <laughs> come on, that can't happen. That's extraordinary. That's a really random stat for Freddie Freeman. That's not something, and I don't know when he was with Atlanta, how many steals have, anything like that, but you could tell every single um, – he's a surgeon on the baseball. He's a surgeon with his bat. He's a surgeon at first. And apparently, something we didn't know – he has the ability to steal bases. He's a surgeon in that regard as well. He's just a pro in every possible way along That's the way. And you know what's cool about him? He went – look, when he came over from Atlanta, yeah. Freddie Freeman was one of those guys. If you said to me, hey, n name some Braves, I would have said Glavin and Maddox and Chipper Jones, and then Freddie Freeman's probably the next name out of my mouth, right? Dale Murphy, if you want to go back a little further than that. Like, he was so identifiable with the Braves sure. the way that, you know, a player like – I don't know, George Brett is with the Royals, or or he's Derek Jeter with the Yankees. T yep. Take your pick. Tony the, Gwynn with the Padres. The, Tony Gwynn with mm -hmm. the Padres is the perfect example. Mm -hmm. I felt that way with Freddie, and in two years, he feels like he's been a Dodger his whole life. I know I know that he had that career, but it doesn't feel like he's just here for the minute. He feels like a Dodger. That happened really quickly, and I'll give credit to Kershaw for kind of accelerating that process. Like, oh, yeah. we done with that Yeah, it was again over, over the breakup. Come, come on over here because we got it going too. Might have been the most important moment for Freddie Freeman as a Dodger. That moment where he couldn't get over his ex. And I thought from that moment on, okay, hey, I'm here. I turned the page. They, The Braves had no problem turning the page. You turned the page as well. So you need your buddy, right? You need, look, dude, I, I care about you and I like you, but I'm done hearing about her. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about that Braves. She, she, I don't want to hear you complaining. She, she dumped you. Turn the page. Look, 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 she likes you. Go over there, yeah. Yeah. right? Go get it done. It's... It, it was a great move and a great leadership move. And kind of going back to what we were talking about the Padres, I think that it, that's a good example of something that the Padres are lacking. They have a bunch of guys that might be talented baseball players, but who's the guy that's going to do that in, in the Padre clubhouse? There have been two articles come out. There was a really good story in The Athletic today. You and I both got a chance to, uh, to read it. There was a good story, I think I mentioned down in San Diego, um, Kevin Acey of the Union Tribune. Trav, it, it is really, really, truly a perfect example. Uh, it was Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn did the article on The Athletic. It's a good example. When Freddie, just hypothetically speaking, remember when Freddie Freeman, he is a free agent. I actually remember hearing the Padres' name in the mix. They don't have a leader like that. They just don't. And, and I think for the Dodgers, you have a number of leaders 
culture is something that I think sometimes is easily just, you know, let's use the Dodgers as an example. Let's use the Angels as an example. Let's use the Padres as an example. Don't tell me culture and leadership doesn't matter. You can go out there and spend the money. You can go out there and have the names. But if you don't have a culture, come on. Uh, that, that changes everything. We are just talking about Cam Akers and the Rams yep. and doing all that. What did the Rams decide to do? You know what? I don't know if he fits into this culture. Cool. We're moving on. It's not the players running the team. It's the team. The it's the front office the runs it. The, it's, I think in San Diego, it's not that way. I, I think that it starts at the top with A.J. Preller, who everything – and those two pieces and people that I've talked to, it's like, yeah, he's a different sort of guy, and he's not great at that interpersonal stuff that you, – it needs to be – average at you don't yeah. have to be the warmest you don't have to be everybody's favorite guy but you at least need to be able have to a pulse for the room understand have a, what's yeah. going on in, in other people's lives and and respect it to a point uh it was today in 1947 september 19th 1947 jackie robinson was named baseball's first ever rookie of the year it's funny to think mm. that there was a time before you know, we had rookies of the year. We, you know, rookie of the year, Cy Young, MVP, most improved, coach of the year. Know. Like we know yeah. postseason awards. Emily, you said you saw something where they're trying to come up with new postseason things that aren't the traditional ones that feel like they've been here forever, but at least this one started in 47. Yeah, past them throwing out, like, you know, what are the best duos in, in uh, MLB right now? So the Dodgers and Braves would fight over that one too <laughs> yeah essentially so it's essentially the mvp race which is uh acuna versus mookie and now it's mookie and freeman versus acuna and, and olsen. olsen yeah so i mean it's it's kind of a toss-up again whatever you're interested in that time of day is is that i love that better t- because there's no wrong answer i guess if you had to pick it's probably the olsen and acuna by a hair Right. I mean, just for no other reason than if you just add up the stats, it's probably slightly better, but not by very much. You know what's going to be unfortunate? And you've said this before when it comes down to the Dodgers that they've had everything before for some of these playoff runs and it didn't work out. Well, what if it's all shuffled right like it is right now with the Dodgers? And what if this is the season they break through and they go all the way? But just to talk about the Braves and the Dodgers, damn, what for how good both of those two teams are, for the Dodgers not to be healthy or have some of the circumstances with their arms going into the postseason, that's the one. You've been on that for a few weeks, or maybe even longer, maybe a few. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the year it was supposed to be. Look, if we win it, great, but we might win it with 90 or 91 or 92 wins, maybe win the wild card. That they ran away with it again. They're going to win Incredible. 100 games again. Incredible. It really is remarkable. USC and Colorado on Saturday morning. We'll kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific from Colorado in two weeks. What? Right and early. Right? And the West Coast teams don't play 9 a.m. games unless they're in the East Coast or the sure. South. Sure. Right? The, yeah. That seems like a bad idea for both of these teams, that you're not going to have your best effort well, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Let, That's just Let crazy. me throw this out there. The Colorado-Colorado State game, which you would think, hey, a 7 p.m. kickoff. 8 o'clock local time. 8 o'clock local time. <laughs> but the East Coast, you're getting it at 10. The game went four hours. Emily went, watched the movie, and then came back, and basically she caught the entire second half in right. overtime. That did. I'm it, not even talking from like a TV person. I'm talking from a performance perspective mm. for both teams. that They don't – West Co- and I'm, I'm calling Colorado a West Coast team for the yeah. purposes of this conversation. Western teams. yeah. yeah. Don't play at 9 a.m. unless they're in the East. 
And these are two Western teams playing in the West at I 9 a.m. I thought you meant how would it do from a viewership no, no, perspective. No, 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 th th That's the only reason it's on at 9 a.m. Yeah. is for viewership. It broke it records right for the 7 p.m. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, yeah. Yeah. Look, people are watching Coach Prime no matter what. I'm just that, that game could be sloppy because of when it's on in the day. That's a good point. Oh, I see a bag in John's hands. I got a lot of questions about that. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like the the viewing ship or whatever is trying to follow right after college game day ends, toss right to the Colorado USC game, and that's yeah. But prime. people are coming to that one no matter what, right? You yeah, can play yeah, that one at right. midnight on a Tuesday, and people are going to. I'd have to look about in. who the primetime matchup is that week, but it's probably someone really big. Emily, noon. How invested were you in? September 19th, 2005, when How I Met Your Mother came on the air. Was that a show so, that you watched? I wasn't invested, obviously, in 2005, but I was invested at the end. So uh, it was one, of my, was one of my favorite shows to watch at the time, uh, especially at the end of it, because, again, I, I, I invested in these, in these characters. I wanted to know, because it was one of the big, great questions over everything. Who's the mom? How did he meet her? What happens to the mom? And it's one of the biggest disappointments. It was a terrible drop ending. Ever, because it's so... They had the perfect ending. They actually shot the perfect ending. And then they decided, I guess it was probably some sort of uh, head honcho up there being like, hey, we actually What was the ending this. that we didn't see? So the ending that we didn't see would have been uh, just ending with the mom. Uh, um, Robin doesn't end up with uh, Ted. Ted in the end. And it's just Robin is either alone or like off of someone else. It ends with the mom the mother we've been searching for the entire series as being the only person he's ever loved, and that's that's who he ends up, and it's like, hey, that's how I met your mother to these kids. And that actually would have been perfect. The really bad part is when it's like, oh, I'm going to go back to get Robin now, and Robin's Lame. the really person I always ever really loved. Yeah. It's, it, it's bad. Bad deal. I, I, I'm with it's, it's totally out of character. Out of all their development of, of as characters, it's so frustrating. I, I did. You didn't. You said you didn't watch this closely. No. I, Susan liked it, so I watched it with her. Did you watch it, Ireland? Yeah. Every episode. Okay. Mm. Did you like it? Loved it. I agree with Emily. The ending was uh, terrible. Was flat. But uh, I thought Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris's character, was one of the great characters in sitcom history. When, when it ended, Love it bit. was because yeah. I, I was I was a moderate fan. I didn't hate it. it wasn't and that's leave the basically room. how I I was introduced to Jason Segel. I didn't see great. any of the like he's been in a Freaks all Jet app. Yeah, he was. But that was my was that was my introduction to him. They 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 hooked you right. The, I wanted to know the answer to the question, like who who is the mother? How did you meet her? I wasn't super invested, and then I yeah. realized how invested I was mm -hmm. by how bad the ending was. Right, and okay. yeah, because you were so disappointed. <laughs> because they're like, well, that end. sucks. The rating was so good for that episode two, where you find out who the mother is. Because even if you have no idea, like the storyline, you want to find out who the mother is because that's the name of the show. It's kind of like This Is Us when they had their their finale, uh, not finale, their episode following the Super Bowl um, a couple years ago, where they found out how the dad passed away was such a highly rated one because it was after the Super Bowl but two because we wanted to find out how he died um, Trav little uh, how I met your mother trivia you okay do you know who Kobe Smulders who played Robin I do is yeah. married to yep I know I do know but I can't giant Rams fan oh and the guy SNL. from Saturday Night Live Taron Killam right yeah. I don't know if they're still married but they yeah. were when that show was going on and they yeah. were also in the uh, he's in the show of a couple episodes yeah all of their spouses were in the shows and they played different characters related right to and that they person. were both in the Monica Lewinsky miniseries yes that's what I was going to point out because yeah. they they play husband she and wife. played Ann Coulter she, yes. they made yeah. her blonde and yeah. she was great like, she was good she got the voice down and Taron Killam was the wife of Paula the, Jones right? yes Paula Jones yes yeah they, they, that show was the I, Ryan I, Murphy one. No, no, no. I'm talking about how I met your mother. It's a, 
If you had said to me, do you like that show? I would think my answer would have been, eh, it's okay. But as we're talking about it, I realize I know all the episodes. Yeah. Like, I, I liked it a lot. They really stuck. It was they, one of the last good sitcoms to me. Like, in terms of, like, nowadays, okay. the sitcom's not the same format. This is That was one of the last, like, what is it, multi-cam so, formats that's good. Emily, if you liked that, if you like How I Met Your Mother, had, did you ever get into New Girl? Oh, yeah, I loved New Girl. I loved New Girl. Matter of fact, you guys were one. talking about Super Bowl episodes. Mm, yeah. The Super Bowl episode of New Girl. Clayton Kershaw's in it, but it's yeah. in, it's titled Prince. Yes. And they got Prince to come in wow. and do two episodes of New Girl. And Prince? It's Prince? Prince, yes. Prince. <laughs> wow. Here's, Prince was a fan. Here's, here's the bit. Prince, uh, Zoe Deschanel's best friend was a model, and they were out shopping and they ran into Prince, so Prince invited him to a party. And then the idiot boys, the, <laughs> the guys that all lived in their apartment camps, goes, well, if you're going, we're going. Yep. And they all end up like in one-on-one scenes with Prince. That's awesome. And he's great. The And Prince is like a really good ping-pong player. Mm-hmm. And so when they get to the party, Clayton Kershaw, who's a really good ping-pong player, is playing ping-pong against Prince. Isn't Prince a really good basketball player, too? Well, he, yeah, he was a point guard. Except in, he uh, was 5'1". Well, he's tiny. Remember I know that, he's tiny. Did but, you ever watch the Chappelle show? Oh, an unbelievable. Where they but did that scene. But that's based on a Blouse true story. Game. Blouses. Shirts By and the blouses. Way, yeah, Jorge, yeah. find this song. They Zoe Deschanel then did a song with Prince at the end of I'll give you the name of it. At the end of that show... And the song was great. It turned out to be like a big hit. Because Zoe's actually a, a yeah. Performer. Nobody knew she could sing, and she's at, fall in love tonight, Jorge. Um, and so this show ends at the party with all the all the idiot people that live in the apartment complex. New Girl was based on Zoe Deschanel lived in an L.A. apartment complex. And it was all these characters who lived there. In the building? Yeah, one of the Wayans brothers. Damon Wayans was living in there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, to live with three guys. Yeah, and 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 basically, three guys. So her and her best friend, the model, are hanging out with these three idiots, and it's it's everything that transpires. So the end of the, they're all partying at Prince's house. Prince has to and be the, the prince. Here, listen to this. That's Zoe. That's Prince. Yeah. Did Prince produce it? This is Prince. <laughs> and this was written specifically the, for New Girls it Super work Bowl if she can't sing. Right. You, well, you this is her, this is her again. It. Yeah. And it's great. So if you <laughs> and by the way, these are all on Netflix. So yeah. if you want to watch the new girl, just find can the I, one titled Can Prince. I drop in on the Prince episode and it'll make 100%. sense? 100%. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah. Uh, another person, reason why I like New Girl, guess who else is a New Girl? Taylor, Taylor Swift. In an yeah. episode of New Girl. Take and a, by the way, everybody, everybody, ding, that did ding, cam- ding. everybody that did cameos on New Girl always nailed it. Like it was the, this... Uh, Woman who who uh, produced it was was like had never done a comedy and it just Liz Merriweather was her name and Megan it, Fox was in it too. What, Megan, Megan Fox uh, so 
Our tally mark, uh, t- uh, tally mark for Taylor Swift mentions six. <laughs> oh, so six. We six. 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 Way, so under the wire. What has been? Ago. What has been mentioned more? Morales' birthday or Taylor Swift? Oh, oh I've no, only mentioned it once today. Yeah, no, no, that no, was but the, the guy, first time. But the guy oh. on Twitter who's keeping uh, track of it. That's right. Yeah, well, that, okay. we we just got we it right now. We have a statistician for the. You have a Doug man that keeps track of Doug man of the Taylor Swift mentions. Let's do a little super cross talk. So, Ireland, I saw you coming in with the bag. I'm not going to ask what's in Uh-oh, it, but is it what I what's think it is? It is. Okay. It is okay. Morales-related. Okay. Oh, Yeah, okay. so when he comes in, I have a birthday gifts for him. Did Sincere you guys know not? that it's Chris's birthday today? Or one, no? one is. <laughs> one, I don't know how it will be taken, but I think he's going to like both items. All right, yeah. all right. When did, when did you get – I think Anybody that's coming else? from somebody's computer or something. Yeah, that's, that's from John's phone, phone or something. Phone, maybe? Phone? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's playing a, my Prince playlist. Yeah, it's the Prince <laughs> playlist. Not bad. So when did you get the uh, birthday text to him? Or have you not done it yet? I have not done it yet because okay. I knew I was going to see him You're in person. Him so why person. send the text? Yeah. yeah. Although if you send happy birthday, don't, when they he open may, it, get the confetti. You get the confetti done. Yeah, yeah so. he may hold it against you if you don't text I haven't texted May? Him did you get him a gift? <laughs> I did. Mm. Did you? No. Did we pitch in on it? No. Were we real? No, you don't or want to be just, tied to this because you may oh, not like okay, it. Yeah, then no. <laughs> so before, no. before I think he's going to like it. I, I don't want to spoil the surprise for you guys to do it on the air. But yeah. I, before I walk out of here, I'm going to need to know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you. Right. So are you going to dedicate your entire show to Yacht Rock to his birthday or a oh, combination? Oh God, are of the we going to Yacht Rock again today? Do you well, think as, you yeah, as you know, Chris kind of takes the show in, in oh, any direction he God, wants to, and sure. Mason does that. I hate Yacht Rock. I hate it. Winning time. Gone. Yeah, yeah gone. I'm gone. disappointed. Are I, you? Yeah, I am. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it, too. I thought it, by the way. I felt like I was done. I'm totally okay that it ended. Yeah, I it am, too. It ended in I'm a really you. good spot. I mean, I were a lot talking talk about, about it. It ended right? with a loss to the no, Celtics. No, no, no. You're out it of your ended, mind. It ended with Dr. Buss and Jeannie on the logo at the forum saying, we own this. Yep. And, of course, you know they go on to win the next year. But I thought that was a really nice moment at the very, very end of the show. Because didn't they do that earlier in the show when they first bought the Lakers? Didn't they go to the mm, center he court? Did. He did. Yeah, she and wasn't now, with them. The both of them. Okay, Mace, court. That Mace, was actually if, I if, thought it was nice. If there was a third season, yeah, would you just be less invested or would you still watch it? Because I, pro- I, I feel the same way you do, where I'm like, hey, you know what? This got me two seasons, kind of content with it. I won't go out and say it's the greatest show I've ever seen, yeah. but I was okay with it. I think if there was a third season, I'd watch it, but it would be a little bit less hesitation. Some of the best more hesitation. Uh, shows recently have ended quickly. Succession ended after season four. Ted Lasso ended after season three. Fleabag, I don't know if you watched that one. I didn't watch it, but Flea- I know it. Oh, Fleabag's funny. Uh, look back back there, Emily. I knew she'd like that show. I think they three seasons of Fleabag, two seasons of Fleabag, yeah. Uh, so I think the shorter run is okay. It's like leave them wanting more is like one of the oldest show business rules. Rules there is. So tell me if I have this right. That show, Winning Time, kind of missed the two possible audiences that you could get and have that show really sing, right? You have the non-NBA, non-Laker fan. It's right. just it's That was a, Mason's mom, and she got into it. It's yeah. a compelling drama that you're invested in the characters. You want to know if they win or lose. You want to know if Magic ends up with Cookie. You want to know what the bird rivalry magic, or the magic rivalry. The system, you want to know what happens with the system. You want to know the if system. they ever name the system, yeah. something other than the system. The system. I don't Worked think it captured nearly enough of those folks. Yes. Okay? The acting was good. The casting we've talked about is amazing. So you missed in Group A. Yeah. Group B are diehard NBA and specifically Laker people. Yep. 
We know the beats of we the story. We already know the stuff. We know the beats of the story. Who, who yeah, wins, but who you're loses. describing me, and I, I look forward to I, it every I, week. I, I get it. And, and my you, girl watched it, too. So there was a little bit. Obviously, there weren't no enough interest. Irelands and Lady Sleeves in the world to keep you this Well, I see. I, it's, that's a good point. I wonder how much, like, the four of us f- uh, fall under this umbrella, how much we liked it because it's it's our, about our lives yeah. and our team. And I wonder Versus, if it's, like, Los Angeles in the 80s. I can't get enough yeah, and of I wonder that. If I, look, I love the open that had all that Absolutely. All the stuff going on in the city. The succession open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did did it play in the middle of the country? I that, have no that, idea. That's There's what I'm no saying. Laker fans, I'm not sure. I, I, you know what I would do? I think they should release streaming numbers the way they release TV ratings. But I'd then like they'd to have see, to pay people. Basically. I'd oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd like to know like what's streaming really well and what's not streaming really well, and why does something get canceled Is, and why isn't does something stick? Why there's no TV being made right now? Basically, what you just that, described. Uh, being paid it's for the streaming, the, yeah, I guess yeah, it's, it's part the of it. main. St- well, that yeah, and AI. AI, that and AI, right? But what this AI whole is scary. because television ratings and syndication rights, people got paid on those. Yeah, and you knew how who, who was watching, how much, and what the cost was to put a syndication package together. This is, yeah, we got our numbers, you have yours, and we're not figuring out what it is. That's the hang-up, right? Yeah, I guess that is the hang-up. Do you think the there's hang-up. any chance that? another network comes in and says, hey, we want to pick up a season three? It happens very rarely, but it has happened. I I gave the example yesterday about Baywatch. Baywatch was canceled after one season on NBC. And after it aired, David Hasselhoff and the producers went, wow, we've got a ton of feedback about how many people are watching this show. Let's just go to syndication. We'll produce it. And it Mm -hmm. lived for 11 years and made a billion (laughs) dollars. Friday Night Lights changed networks. Somebody said the show Jag aired on one network. Brooklyn and, Nine-Nine changed yeah. networks. American Idol has yes. changed networks. It, no, right. no, no, it no. happens. Did American yeah. Idol yeah. went from Fox to uh, ABC. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. Well, I, there's a great American st- Idol still going on. I didn't even know it was yeah, happening. It's on, well, yes. it's on ABC, and the judges get paid. You would, they, I think I, somebody told me they pay Katy Perry $25 million a season. Well, they should buy oh, some ads because wow. I didn't even know it was still on. <laughs> But here's a, here's a great story about American Katie, Idol. Katie, Give us back million. a million. We're buying some spots. Exactly. All right, here's a great story about American Idol. This book is like 20 years old now, but if you, you're into TV like I am, it's, it's an incredible read. book called Desperate Networks by a guy named Bill Carter, who's the media writer for the New York Times. And he every chapter in the book, there's 12 chapters, is about a different show and how that show made it. So American Idol started in Great Britain. And the show is on, and Rupert Murdoch's daughter called her dad and said, you got to put this show on the air. That's all anybody talks about the next day at work. Literally, the whole, the whole, all of London is talking about this uh, British idol and this guy, Simon, who just rips people. So, so Rupert goes, okay, okay. And he goes to his lieutenants and he says, uh, hey, uh, my daughter says we got to put on this uh We'll call it American Idol, but it's British Idol. And his Peter Chernin and all his people said, yeah, yeah, it's a talent show. We already passed on it. He goes, well, my daughter's not going to talk to me unless you, like, do a pilot. And he goes, he goes, Rupert, every network has passed on this show. No one wants it. He goes, do me a favor so I still have a daughter. Pay for a pilot. Shoot it. Put it on the air one time, and we're done. Chernin or whoever was running Fox Chase Carey goes, all right. So they go and they say, we need judges. And, and, and Murdoch's daughter says, well, you got to get this guy, Simon. He's the show. So they go, well, they get Randy Jackson. They get Paul Abdul. And when you start a new show, you get a standard contract in Hollywood, 13 weeks. If the show gets picked up, it expands into a year. But they only have to pay for 13 weeks if it's just a pilot. 
So Paul Abdul says, sure. Randy Jackson says, sure. They go to Simon, and Simon goes, not signing anything. You idiots don't know what you have. And he said, uh, well, is it, well, we need to get something right. He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll do the pilot for free. For nothing. And then you guys come to me after the pilot airs. <laughs> so the pilot airs on a Friday night at 10 o'clock, which is the graveyard shift in Sure. TV, does a monster number. Wow. They, they go, huh, let's put it on again Sunday just to see if Same this, episode. this was a fluke. Yeah. On Sunday, it doubles the number. And that's all anybody's talking about. So now they go back to Simon and he and they say, okay, you were right. Here, let's sign you for a year. He goes, million dollars an episode. <laughs> they went, goodbye. Not, not doing it. He goes, okay. They go back and they, they try and do it without him. It doesn't work. By the way, they had two hosts, Ryan Seacrest and a guy Brian named Brian something. Dunkelman. Yeah, I've yeah. talked to Brian Dunkelman before. And He uh, claims that he's the one that stepped away. He did not. Yeah, that he yeah. claims, I quit because I thought it was too jumbled having two hosts. And, uh-huh. and so, no, That's they, what he says. So did the producers, and they picked Seacrest. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but, but so Simon basically held out, and finally they said, well, we can't do it without him. And they gave him $22 million to do 20 episodes. That's probably the bargain of the life. Right. And then when he came back wow. to renegotiate the next year, because remember when it first aired, they were putting it on every night of the week? Sure. Yeah. And Simon just made a fortune. And then, well, when, sure, if you're doing per episode deals. And when they came to him at the end of it and they said, okay, we want to keep it going, he goes, now nah, I'm leaving to do X Factor. I'm doing my own show. I don't need you guys. Who Smart won guy. season one of American Idol? Oh, I know this. Ruben Stutter. Yeah, no. Ruben. Wasn't Kelly it? Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. No, no. Clarkson. no Kelly Clarkson won. They, it came on in the summer. She won the summer. Oh, okay. And then when it came back on in the then fall, Ruben Stutter. Ruben beat Clay Aiken. He played beat Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken ran for like Congress That's right. at one Mace, point. Mace, you're right. Because uh, do you guys remember the, the guy that Kelly beat? Yes, it was Justin Guarini. Right. And yes. they did oh, a, he had the sideshow Bob here. They, did, yeah, yeah. they <laughs> did a movie, Kelly and Justin. It was like the worst oh, movie ever. Right. Uh, but that's I sat right. beside, uh, behind uh, Justin Guarini at a screening one time. And his Could hair, you see the screen? No, his hair is still that way. I mean, it, wow. was, it was like five years ago. His hair is still tall. Hey, when you got a signature, you stick with it. Yeah, I guess right? so. That's the only way you I don't know what there it's you fine, go. Him, but. <laughs> well, you, you knew who it was. I, knew, I didn't know You Justin knew who it was. Yeah. Super Crosstalk. It's brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about.